0: broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Good morning, Sherelle.
1: Good morning, Miss Carrie.
0: How you doing, sweet girl?
1: I am well. I'm fighting a little summer cold, but I'm still pressing on, girl.
0: I hear you. You got a little bit of the funk going on, do you?
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes,
0: ma'am. Feeling puny, but making it happen anyway?
1: Absolutely. I wouldn't have missed my radio show. I just love it and... And hanging out with you is it's medicine, it's making me feel better already.
0: Hanging out with you, that is something we have not done in way too long, Sherelle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and as I recall, we were pretty good at it. <laughs> yes,
1: we were.
0: We're pretty good at hanging out with Sherelle. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So we so,
0: need to do that soon.
1: Yeah, I think we should, Carrie. You gotta put me on your schedule,
0: please. Absolutely. Uh it was Thursday nights there for a while, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was, and, and Thursdays are still good.
0: Good, I can make that happen. I can, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Go back, back and shake our groove thing or whatever. Hear some live music, whatever we feel like doing.
1: Absolutely.
0: Being the crazy wild woman that we are. How's your week been? My week has been good. I've had
1: some really powerful sessions, and you know, as I talk to people, I often say. Why in the world do I face trials and tribulations and why do things happen? Why do I have to experience things? Why can't I just have peace on an everyday basis? Uh, Well, as I go through my therapy sessions and I'm listening to what people are going through, what they feel like they can't make it through, then it's that aha moment that I can relate to them because I've seen it before, I've felt it before, I have some uh, victories, so I can really go to places with them that I probably wouldn't have been able to go to if I hadn't experienced some things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny how I do that myself when things are going on in my life that I'm not necessarily thrilled about. I think, how can I use this? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And what am I learning from this that I can apply later on down the road? Absolutely, because life is not a not a smooth ride sometimes.
2: Mhm.
0: I think about that last scene, what in that show Parenthood with Steve Martin, <laughs> and he's talking about you know, I, I guess the whole movie he's got a ton of kids and it's all about the trials and tribulations that they go through in their lives and. At the end, he's sort of sitting there reflecting back on all the things that have gone on. And, and in his mind, he's imagining his whole family on this roller coaster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that goes through my mind sometimes when things are, you know, kind of up and down. I, I imagine, you know, being on this roller coaster. And that's just life. It's just the way it is. And, you know, it's a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You never know what you're going to get.
1: Yeah, you know, and this week I, I would say that I saw more clients who are dealing with the economy. Oh, and really? oh yeah, holding it together due to downsizing, due to uh, new management coming in and, and switching things around and and this and their ability to either hold on or their inability to internalize it and, and make it out to be that they're not good enough. Yeah.
0: Uh, and. But it's a, reflect, it's a direct reflection on maybe their capabilities. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, instead of just really what's going on business wise within their company. Yeah.
2: And yes. that once
0: once you start doing that is when you really start getting into trouble. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, <clears throat> and really that sort of epidemic. In general, just people sort of internalizing everything, seeing everything negative that goes on in their life as being some sort of reflection on, you know, who they are or they're just bad people or bad things always happen to them or, you know what I'm saying, just focusing on everything bad that's going on instead Mm -hmm. of just looking at it very pragmatically, taking a big step back and saying, okay, what do I do about this? You know, I find that every time something bad happens, if you get really emotionally involved in it, then you're in trouble because then you're sort of debilitated, you know? You're not thinking as clearly. You can't really process and sort of strategize as well. So I try really hard when things stress me out or bother me just to try to take the emotion piece out of it mm-hmm. and try to look at it, you <clears throat> know, very black and white, which is tough sometimes, but I found if I, you know, if I sort of jump in with both feet, and, you know, with my emotions, then I'm I'm really in trouble. Then i got to work through all that, you know. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So...
1: Well, I tell you, when when you are faced with that, and you're wondering, "Am I going to keep a job? Um, mm-hmm. How how am I going to provide provide for my family?" Uh-huh. Um, you can really go to a place where it's it's hard to hear the. It's easy to hear the irrational thoughts.
0: Yeah, yeah. You follow me? Uh huh. Absolutely. Well, well, when there's a little fear involved. I mean, once you sort of let fear in, you know, you uh, you let his brother anxiety in and, um, (laughs) you know, his cousin's stress and, you know, it's (laughs) like once you crack open that door, you know, the whole party comes in, you know, and then it it gets really tough and so I try really hard to keep that door closed and it is hard, it's really hard, but I have been in some seriously stressful situations and... You know, the thing that I keep telling myself under those circumstances is this is not going to help me right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this going to be effective in helping me get from, you know, helping me get from where I am to my goal? No, it's not. And then, of course, you've got to engage in some really good, you know, some, some stress sort of relieving behavior. If mm-hmm. I'm real good about because I'm addicted to going to the gym, I'm, you know, it's, uh, I've got two kids that can really help bring me back you know, because I have such a good time with those children, so that really helps. And just staying in the moment, you know what I mean? That's, I think, Mm -hmm. one of the the best things I've found is, like, just try to stay in whatever moment you're in, right then and there, and not worry about the what ifs, not worry about what's going to happen, what might happen, because nobody has a crystal ball, Mm -hmm. and you really can't predict what's going to happen down the road. So so living in fear for it, you know, for, for what may happen, it's just a complete waste of time. You
1: know? Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds real good, Carrie. Oh, my gosh, that sounds good. But when you're in the mist
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you got somebody breathing down your throat mm-hmm. and you've, you've been a great employee and you will do whatever you need to do to assist or make a program or be a team player, uh, that, yes. that, takes, that takes
0: practice. Yes, it does. It takes a lot of practice.
1: It takes a lot of practice, uh, because n- not a lot of us are trained to think positive on a daily basis.
0: No, no, absolutely not. But, you know, I really learned this particular way of approaching life when I went through a divorce with my kid's father, because that was a very, very tough time, and that was a time that I really felt very helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a tremendous amount of stress. There was not a whole lot I could really do against this. It was almost like David and Goliath and I can't how they figure out who I was but mm-hmm. um, and I you know I was very upset and I was very angry and I was very stressed and I was very hurt and I had all these, you know, horrible feelings going on and I just realized one day that the only thing they were doing was hurting me.
1: Mhm.
0: You know, to, to, to hold on to all these feelings and to to be so upset and it wasn't and there was so much on my plate that I needed to do. I'd been a stay at home mom for nine years. I needed to get out and find a job, you know, before I became homeless, I needed to be able to feed the kids, you know. And I needed to be okay as a parent, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And holding on to all those feelings that I was having that I think were natural a natural response to what was going on just wasn't working for me, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. mhm. And that's when I really discovered riding my bike out in the woods. <laughs> Oh,
1: wow.
0: Uh-huh. Well, so when I became addicted to riding my bike out in the woods. So, What,
1: what did you look like coming out of the woods, sweetie?
0: <laughs> peaceful. shrill, peaceful, girl. I'd go oh, into okay. those woods dressed out, upset, angry, you know, helpless, hopeless, worried, afraid, and I'd come out at peace. I'd let it all go. I'd sort of visualize as I'm riding this bike like a mad woman through the forest. You know, all the stress and the anger and everything just sort of being the sweat that was coming out of my pores. And when I came out, and it was just its such a peaceful place to be for me. You got the woods, the birds, you know, the dappled sunlight through the trees. Every now and then it would start raining while I was in the middle of the woods. I mean, it was just, it would get you completely out of your own head to be in that environment.
1: See, now, I didn't see that. I see you coming out scratched up, beads (laughs) in your head. I mean... to me, that, that's just not something that I would want to do. But, you know, that's why everyone has to find their peaceful place to balance their life out. So, Carrie, mm-hmm. it's about time for us to take a little break. Oh, so, okay. Okay. so we will come back and we'll pick up from where we have started. For this is where women talk.
0: Yeah, we almost forgot about callers, didn't we, Sherelle?
1: <laughs> yeah, we almost. We love you guys, so we want to just stop and let you know that you can call us in and participate, ask questions. Uh, we harass may us. even ask you, harass us. We may even ask you a question or two. Uh,
0: so. I, actually, I actually called in one of the other shows myself the other day, Sherelle and Harass. Oh, really? Time. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of fun. I had a good time, huh? What'd you do? Well, I was sort of put up to it by, you know, by Kay. (laughs) Asked me to call this guy at Inheret, and it was actually a lot of fun. Um, It's the Gabby and Scott show. Actually, I think they go by, it's Gabby, Gabriella something, and Scott. And these two folks are hilarious. So, I decided to call in and, you know, eat up about 15 minutes of their time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. I had a good time.
1: Well, listen, um, we have a caller, and and since you harass other people, you know it's something called karma, right? So I don't know what this caller is going to talk about. It's but, not bad, uh, is it?
0: It's, it it's
1: no, not this is Marilyn from Detroit. Marilyn, welcome, welcome. How can we Thank help you, you today? Well, um,
2: I want to earlier about all of the uh, problems and stress that people are suffering with with the recession and so on Mm. in the economy and I have a lot of girlfriends who are seem to be having a lot more problems in their relationships, and I think a lot of it has maybe to do with the economy I don't know but in fact I've got one friend whose husband is becoming more and more abusive Mm. and I'm you know I think a lot of it has to do with maybe stress over money, although that's never an excuse, but are you finding, what are you telling women um, who are in situations like that where there might be some abuse or, or things happening? You know, a lot of times, m- some of my friends, they blame themselves for that, and, you know, they never should, of course. It's, they didn't bring it on themselves, but a lot of women tend to do that, and then, so what are, how, what can you tell my girlfriends when they're in situations like that?
0: This is right up your alley. You want to take mm-hmm.
1: this one, sweetie? Well, I, you know, the, the first the first thing that I will always say is it just depends. You know, mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you want to stay, um, you, you know, you come up with strategies to help with the situation, but you also have to uh, set your boundaries that I'm not going to be your punching bag because we're both in it together. Mm-hmm. Um. I always tell my ladies to have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. If plan A doesn't work, we need to be able to fall back on B and definitely have a C. Um, Also, keeping herself safe. That that would be the number two thing. Uh, If you said that one of your girlfriends is in a situation where she's not been treated uh as she should sounds like it's some physical abuse uh or is it um verbal abuse. Wh- which one is it, ma'am?
2: Well it starts out verbally, but then he's getting more and more aggressive and each time he's you know, throwing things and you know hitting things and it's getting scarier and scarier. Yeah,
1: right. that that that's a sign that there there may be some some physical abuse uh pretty shortly. Um, there, there are probably some uh, domestic abuse organizations in your community. Um, I would definitely tell her to reach out to supports in her community, uh, to one, to get any resources that she may need, um, and the support. I mean, when you're going through something like that, it's pretty hard to talk to someone that's not rational. Um, so I would encourage her to find someone that she can talk to. Carrie, what
0: do you think? Well, and I think, you know, my first response would be, and of course it would depend on the level of um, abuse or or whatever is going on in the relationship. But just really, I think what's going on with him probably is it's coming from a place of of stress and depression. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously, of course, it depends on how open and willing he is to pursuing some sort of help. But obviously this man needs some help. Mm Mm-hmm. So you know, I would encourage her to try to talk to him at a time that he is, you know, as calm as you know he can be, and to you know let him know how it's impacting her and request that he pursue some help um, if she's interested in in making that relationship work.
2: Mm-hmm. But obviously,
0: you know, having the backup plans and and everything in place in case things don't go well is it's very important, but. Obviously this guy's crying out for some help. I mean his behavior to me indicates that he's just very stressed and depressed if this is not if this is not normal behavior for him.
2: Mhm. So Well so what do you do when well you know, a lot of guys they just won't think that they won't admit that they have a problem. And they won't they're not open to the idea of counseling. In fact often they become even more incensed if you suggest counseling.
0: Right. Dead-wise. Well obviously you can't I mean if if that's the position that they're taking you can't work through a problem with someone all by yourself mm-hmm. and you can't ever control another person but what you can do is decide what's okay and what's not okay for you mm-hmm. um so if she's in a relationship with somebody and there's this much chaos and turmoil and and stuff going on and he's not willing to take a look at his own behavior or even the dynamic that exists in the relationship and after repeated you know requests that he do so and he you know shuts her down and and turns her away then she just has a decision to make. You know, mm-hmm. am I going to be happy staying in this relationship under these circumstances? And if, if the answer is no, then she's got, you know, she's got to, to get out of there. She's got to make some, some other arrangements. Because mm-hmm. um, that's certainly not okay. I mean, it's not okay in a relationship. That is not love.
2: Mm-mm. What about if you don't have any money? You, you're relying on your husband and you've got no money. And where are you going to go? I mean, what do you do?
0: Well, I have to say I've been in that situation before, and you know, uh, what did I do? I mean, I lived from—I moved out. I've been a stay-at-home mom for nine years, and you know, we lived very comfortably. And I moved out. I had had really no solid work history. I started—I grabbed a couple of part-time jobs um, and lived hand-to-mouth for a while. I mean, if you really, really want to get out, you can get out. Um, and, you know, it was tough for a while, but let me tell you, it built some serious character. <laughs> I mean, if things are dangerous at home, and they were, sort of, for me. I mean, that was the situation I was in, and I just, I had to leave. So I left, and I was poor for a while. I was poor for a long while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you surround yourself with friends and, and, you know, whatever family members you have to support you. And you just keep moving on. hmm
2: how do you find help or support groups if you don't have any money to pay for counseling?
0: Oftentimes, they're offered through churches, mm-hmm. um, and then, of course, like you know, there's there's different agencies. I know there are here in, in Raleigh that um, that are you know free of charge. Um, but the one here in Raleigh is called Interact and they have counseling services and they have group counseling and they have um you know they they provide all kinds of things for the women: clothing they help them find jobs sometimes and places to live um help get them out of harm's way so there's usually you know some resources in the community to help women under those circumstances and if she's having a hard time finding them on her own i would just suggest that she call a therapist because usually they have you know, they're usually plugged in to the services within the community and can help her locate some. Mm-hmm. And then usually, like there's a crisis and assessment. There's a, you know, usually a, a crisis place. You know, every county, I believe, like I know, Wake County has counseling services free of charge for people who can't afford them. That's where I met Sherelle. Yep. So there usually are a lot of a lot of. Uh, Help. There's usually a lot of help out there for people who really need it and want it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They just need to do the research to uncover them.
1: Mm-hmm. And your uh, local police department will have some resources, and I know the United Way have uh, a lot of programs that are nationwide as well.
2: Okay. All right. well, thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. You're we Have a great day.
1: Get Dr. Bell. Oh yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'm
0: here. Yes, ma'am.
1: <laughs> That's that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. a- again, I, like I said, all this week, those are the type, you know, cases that I have been encountering. Um, I think we are under a serious crisis, and people are not quite. Knowing how to handle situations stressful situations such as this, yeah, uh, but as I always say, love co- conquers everything, communication is always the key, and um, having that support system
0: absolutely it, it makes all the difference in the world
1: uh-huh
0: I mean having friends that you can call up and talk to that you can go out and do things with that can sort of distract you from you know, from the stress in your life for a while. I mean, everybody needs to take a mental break.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so that was, you know, that's always been one of the biggest things that has gotten me through the most difficult times of my life have been the friends that I have. Because I, I, you know, lean on them.
1: That's what they're for. Well, I got a question because I'm dealing with a situation. Um, for you, Carrie, um, I have an older sister and she has a lot of issues uh with the younger siblings and i probably have not spoken to my sister in going this over a year now okay. so i was i have this anger strategy management card and it just popped up and i said huh just kind of relates to me it says is there someone you have been so angry with that you have been unable to forgive if so what has not forgiven the cost?
0: what has not forgiven the
1: what what has not forgiven costs to you so I guess like what what's causing me not to forgive her or her not to forgive me right and oftentimes my friends say well suppose something happened to her Mm-hmm. and you and she something happens to you or something happens to her and you don't have the opportunity to make peace with each other
0: right and they a risk you
1: take y- y- but i think i'm at peace though i honestly okay. do um mm-hmm. my sister is uh i think she puts everybody around her in uh, an emotional roller coaster mm okay and I just decided this year to get off. Uh huh. So I will see her and say, hey, how you doing? But furthermore, is that sisterly interaction that we used to have? I, I don't mess around with that because right. we, will, we will you know, work through whatever the issues are and I give her a quarter. Three months. She is mad again. Something sure. else is, is coming up and it's just like when does this stop? Too much drama. But, you know, when I talk to my friends, they say, you know, you should make peace Ooh. with your sister. Oh, I hate that word, should, Shirelle. I know, I know. So I that's why that. I wanted to
0: talk to you about it. Like, Well, but see, here's Am the I thing. tripping? No, I don't, I don't, it doesn't sound to me like you're angry with her and you haven't forgiven her. What it sounds to me like is that you've recognized that there's, you know, there's some significant issues here that you really don't want to welcome into your life which is completely different, I think. I mean, you don't sound angry. You just sound no, angry, no. matter
1: of fact. I, I love her to death. Right. Um, but, you know, the bickering when the family gets together, you know, she's in the room talking about this person or talking about it. But when families come together, especially in this stressful time that, we, that we're in, we should uplift each other. We Absolutely. should love on each other. We should Absolutely. find peace in surrounding ourselves with family. Yes, absolutely. But it just never seems to happen when
0: she's there. So obviously she's one of those folks that just likes to stir stuff
1: up. Yeah, yeah. And she ties <laughs> her kids in with it, too. And, and I, I've just really separated myself. And, you know, if they call me today and say I need yada, 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 I would definitely do whatever I could. But the mm-hmm. emotional roller coaster, I can't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I can't say that I blame you, and there have been times in my life and with family members as well who I've recognized are, you know, I hate to use the word toxic, but they just are, and that's not how I choose to live my life, I think I'm a very peaceful person, I'm a very rational person, (laughs) at least these are the things that I tell myself, Um, and I just don't, I mean, I just don't have time for that nonsense in my life, so... I think it's a choice, and it's, it goes back to sort of those expectations that we talked about last time.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: what you expect of the people in your life, and I think we all need to have some expectations of the people that we allow close to us. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: by the, by the way, I'm sorry, before we go into a break, did I tell you that she has problems with all her sisters, not just me?
0: <laughs> you probably didn't have to tell me that you'
1: look, look, don't you do that in therapy when you're talking to people and they, and they play the victim like, "Oh everybody's always at me." And then you go, "Wow, but it seems like you're having a lot of problems with a lot of other people too
0: <laughs> so either you're making some really bad choices. People you're hanging out
2: with, or there's something going on that we need to talk about.
1: (laughs) Well, it's time for us to take a break, lady. Um, Uh So, you want to take us out?
0: Sure. uh, We'll be back to discuss more. You know, there'll be more scintillating
2: conversation in just a few minutes, folks. Talk to you soon. One.
1: Welcome back, folks, to Psych with Carrie Nickel and Miss Sherelle Hicks. Sherelle?
0: I want to get my Friday morning giggles going on here. For you
1: have care. got to. It's like after we make it through half of the show, it, it falls apart. It gets so <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we had this lady on our show last week, and she is back, and it is Miss Laverne. Oh, Miss the- Laverne! <laughs> Hi, Miss Laverne. Hey, lady.
2: How are hey, you talking, lady? doing today? Doing well, I girl. How are wonderful. you? Wonderful. Good. I am wonderful. <laughs> you sound better than you did last week, Laverne. Oh well, um. Today is about anger, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I got a couple of issues. Uh, where should I start? <laughs> <laughs> where to begin? Where to begin? Um, well, one of the things that one of the things that concern me is that. Um, I am currently, like, looking for work, right? And, you know, I've owned my own business for the past 10 years. And, of course, in the construction industry with the fall of the economy and everything that's going on. And in North Carolina, they had, like, a water drought and things of that nature. But um, I was just wondering if you had happened to see on um, employment posts where they want you currently employed in order to even apply for a position. Now, I don't, yeah, like, to be considered, to be considered for employment must be currently employed. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, I I I was just wondering if it was just, well, see, you guys have jobs, so therefore, uh, you're probably not looking quite as hard as I am, and, um... (laughs) Some of the things that I've run across is, is, is amazing, and, and another thing that, that, that has really frustrated me that I'm trying to get across is, um, you know, if you've been CEO of your own company for 10 years, and you're out of that business, and you no longer want to work in that, you know, work at that capacity, then when it's time for you to go apply for a job somewhere else, you have to literally dumb down your resume in order to get a job, say, as an administrative assistant or executive assistant or even an office manager, because putting 10 years plus experience, you know, all these credentials, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's me, maybe I'm looking in the wrong place, but, you know, even with temp agencies, oh, you're never going to, you're overqualified, this resume is intimidating, you need to take this off and change these words. I mean, and I work very hard. Ladies, is it me? Or is it them? That's what I need to know. Is it me or them? Because it going to be me. <laughs> I guess I don't understand
0: the question. But is it I you want, or is it... I mean, they. you know, I can understand my... people wanting, you know, not wanting to hire someone to, who's been running a business for 10 years to come in and answer the phone, Laverne. Because their feeling is that you're going to come in and you're going to be bored to death and you're not going to stay.
1: Mm.
0: And so... I mean, to a certain extent, that makes sense to me. I would, you know, if I were running a business and somebody really polished, um, you know, very educated or very, you know, obviously overqualified for whatever position I was hiring for came in and applied for the job, my thought process would be this person's here because they're desperate for a job. They're just going to take this while they continue to look for something else. And as soon as they find something that's a little bit more fitting, they're going to jump ship. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, from that perspective,
2: I guess you, you know, I mean, what, I guess, well, I mean, that, that I guess psychologically speaking would be a good approach to think. But when a person has mouths to feed and children and bills to pay, I don't have pride when it comes to, I don't feel, I mean, it, it bothers me that, people take that mindset you don't know if I may come in and help you better what you got going and grow with you I mean who knows Mm -hmm. who to say that I'm just going to come in and take the job and leave that's no guarantee I'm just going to come in take the position and leave I may be able to be you know fluent on the company to where I can help and whatever you know Mm -hmm. I, I just think that's not a good reason that I'm needing to feed my family and can't get a job, like especially when I'm willing to humble myself. Okay, yes, yes. I've been the head honcho for 10 years running my own business. However, I need a job now. So if I'm right. willing to step down and allow my ego to go and work for $15 an hour, you know, then, right. or, or even $12 an hour, then I feel like, you know, that says, something a lot, uh, that says a lot about me and my character as an individual because mm-hmm. I know people that have been CEO's and you talking about getting a job outside of CEO. It's no plan B. It's only CEO. They will not look for work, take work, or even step down. So uh-huh. for me, it's really that I'm even able to step down and say, I'm willing to do this because my family needs to be provided for. However, you know, you have an opinion of a person that makes an assumption about me before they even give me a chance. Mm-hmm.
0: But what you said, like, I'm willing to, um, you know, you used a lot of language that to me, like, I'm willing to step down, I'm willing to swallow my ego, I'm willing to take a step back. And these are all the same things that are going to be going through their heads, too. Like, look, this woman is willing to do all these things to get this job. That's just because she's desperate and needs some money. And again, if it's swallowing your pride and it's taking a big step back in your own mind, how long are you going to be happy in that particular job? You know, if it's just answering the phones or if it's just filing papers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's going to be their same, proce- their same thought process, too. So I think if you really want to take, and if you're willing to take these jobs to feed the family, which I completely understand, I really do think you need to sort of, uh, what you call, dumb down your resume a little bit so you can at least get in the door. And then once you get across from somebody, if you're, if you're, you know, if what you're wanting to do is just get a, a foot in the door, and then perhaps grow with the company, but and you're willing to step down for a little while, I mean, you can share with them, you know, what your experience is and the fact that you, yeah, you, know, you want to take this job, but eventually you, see, you know, you'd like to become something else within the organization. But again, it's tough. I mean, because they may want to find somebody who's just a really good administrative assistant that they could put in that job and leave in that job for 15 years, and if you're a very dynamic oh, wow. person. You know, yeah, I mean, some people, and some people are okay. There's this lady that's been the administrative assistant at a middle school that my daughter just went to not that long ago. That was actually the same administrative assistant that was there when I went to school. Does
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, she still we really We're not even going to talk about how long ago that was, but talk about the time warp when I walk into that office to sign my daughter out for school. And I look behind this desk, and I'm like, oh, my God. Seriously? <laughs> You're still here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, does she still look the same?
2: Pretty much, Sherelle, She does, except the hair's a little
0: grayer, but yeah.
1: Oh, wow.
0: I, talking, I mean, it was just well. like time, time warp. But, you know, so sometimes for jobs like that, people just want to find somebody who's really good at that and not have to worry about hiring someone else for that position down the road. I mean, because it's, it's work for them. So I'd say, girlfriend, just dumb your resume down, sweet pea, and just, you know, do what you can um and swallow your pride with that i mean
2: to get in the door so, so dumb, it, dumb it down that's the thing i guess that's the new thing in 2010. dumb, dumb I, yourself down
0: i think so. well just dumb down your resume a little bit don't sound as good as you are i mean and or just you know talk about you know, somewhere in your objective, talk about making a change in your life. Take, You know, wanting to do something a little bit uh, less stressful. You know, be a part of an organization. Be a team member where you're not exactly, you know, maybe not the leader, you know, or something. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to have a couple of different resumes written um, for different positions. So if you're looking into administrative work, you need to have a little bit watered down resume if you've been running the company for 10 years, huh?
2: So I need to be the administrative assistant um, for the company that I ran. So I need to put my title as administrative assistant. Since it was my uh-huh. company, I should be able to be in the position I want to be, huh? Mm-hmm. Is that the that you probably totally were.
0: True. I mean, you probably were. I would just, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Cheryl? I would talk a lot about, like, I guess in each individual resume, um, yeah, I guess I would put the, the title in, you know, that would most closely match whatever job I was looking for. Cause you know you did the job. I mean, you know you did probably you probably did the right. work of several different people. So, and then I would you know tailor sort of the job description to suit what it was you were looking for. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Well, I guess maybe I can calm down now and I can go play a. a... Let me go. Uh, they say everybody plays the fool sometimes, but the well, fool can but play the wise man. The wise man
0: can't play the fool. Yeah, don't look at this as playing the fool, though, because then you're going to get all upset about it. Oh, no, I'm the wise...
2: No, 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 absolutely not. I'm the wise person, because the wise man can play the fool, but the fool can't play the wise man. Right, there you go. That's right, it's a choice here. I I, I, I just didn't look at it like the the game, you know, and maybe, (laughs) perhaps I should, so... You know, yeah. I guess the game of life is out there for employment. Oh, yeah. You well, and look I'll, at it. You know, just look at it as marketing and packaging. You're
0: marketing yourself and packaging yourself to to appeal to a certain audience.
2: So, look at it that way. Oh. Okay, I got okay. It. I got it now. I got it. <laughs> it's like if we wanted I was to sell a product to a- I got it. It's like if I was going to sell a product to a child, I might wrap it in bright, bright colors and make it fun-looking. And if I was going to sell it to an adult, I might make it calm and serene.
0: Absolutely.
2: I got it. I got it. I got it. 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 You're wonderful. I appreciate you. Absolutely. You're you're great. I got it now. So I can take that anger and go do something positive with it now since I know how to be the wise woman. Well, yeah. anyway, and,
0: you know, anger ain't going to work for you in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's yeah. not going to help you if you stay stuck yeah, there.
2: I think it's, it's, I think it's a situation that upsets me, that angers me, but I don't walk around moking in the anger. You right, know, I'm good. too bubbly for that. But I do good. I do get upset about it. I can't lie.
0: Sure, absolutely. Well, it's stressful.
2: I have been there. I know yeah. it's stressful. But, um, if you guys are ever hiring, um, I'll leave my number with the producer and you guys can give me a call, you know, so I can send you a resume. Absolutely. Where are you living? Aren't you down in Florida? Uh, actually, I'm out in, in sunny, sunny Nevada. Oh, my gosh. Really?
1: Hello. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Hello. It's gorgeous out there. Hey, Cheryl, can you Hello? all hear?
1: Can you all hear me? Yeah. Okay, can I'm sorry. Hear you now? Okay, I was trying to get my thing because I have something I want to say to Laverne. <laughs> I've been dying to speak Kylie. to Laverne. Hey, Laverne. <laughs> How Listen you doing? Here. I I have two minutes to say what I need to say to you. First of all, I want to say okay. good morning. It's so good to hear from you again. And I, I I heard what what Carrie suggested to you, and I think it's a, a really good idea. Uh, It says to me that you are versatile and that you are willing to be humble to take something uh, less than what you know you could do. But because I think, and this is just my insight, that you are a smart young lady and it sounds like you're business savvy and you definitely have the gift of gab. This may be a time that you want to take a look at creating another business Uh, because it sounds like you can do it. So don't always look to slide into a $12 or $14 position job. There are some other recession-proof type businesses that are just waiting on you. Um, and yes, we, Carrie and I would consider you working for us, but we would not interview you unless you came in with that freakum dress that you talked <laughs> about last week. And I also have a question. Did you pull it out last week? Oh, my goodness, Laverne dropped. I ran her away. She's gone. Well, anyway, Laverne, again, call in, schedule your appointment, and make sure you bring that freakum dress or wear that frequent dress to your interview. We wish you well on your upcoming endeavors, and it is time for us to take a break here with
2: Carrie and Sherelle where women talk. hi Laverne
1: yes I just want to I, I heard what Carrie said and I think all of that is it's great um, in this recession that we're in right now it, it's, it's been very difficult for people to maintain their jobs Find jobs, and and I can go on and on and on. Uh, but I want to encourage you because just from us talking to you, uh, you have a great sense of humor. Uh, we now know that you've had your own company. Uh, it sounds like you are a very intelligent young lady. So please don't get caught up into trying to get these twelve and fourteen dollar jobs because, as Carrie just said while we were on the break. Uh, People can smell desperate people looking for a job. And so you just have that power and you have that that uh about yourself that you probably could create another job. There are plenty uh, of businesses out there that are recession-proof that you probably could start something up great. A lot of times people, when we go through things like this, a recession or, or a hard time, people come back in, in, a, in a lot better place than where they were. So I would encourage you, Laverne, keep your head up. Find something that fits you, not just something that's just going to satisfy you for the moment. And uh, you also asked us, do we have a job? And we would love for you to come and interview with us, but we only have one requirement, and that requirement is you pulling out that freakrum dress. And you wear it to the interview.
2: Thank you very much. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely darling. You know I got them. And what size are you, by the way? I might can bring you one. Ah! <laughs> well, I'm
1: I'm a size eight, and Carrie is a size four.
2: Four and eight, girl. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm 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 double Carrie size, so I'm an eight too, So. I can bring you one and carry. We could put some pins or some stitches in another one I got. Or maybe I can bring you one of the ones I got that's really, really too small for me that I shouldn't be wearing anyway. It might be a four. So, um, yeah, that's that's a duper freakum dress. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to bring that to you guys. I would love to come out and interview with you guys anytime. Anytime, Uh, absolutely. You guys well, are wonderful. I missed. I, I, I look forward to hearing you guys each and every Friday. Awesome, well, I, I We love having you. To, I set my alarm to wake up to hear you guys. So you know, just make sure you keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: time is it out in Nevada, Laverne? You, you got to be a couple high, hours behind it's us, right? But...
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You are in. Um, you are in which which area? We're in North Carolina. Okay, yeah, we're three hours behind.
0: Wow! Well, we are so tickled that you get to join us, Laverne.
2: Absolutely, i wish you.
0: Wish you the best of luck in in you know figuring this all out. It's a tough time, and I, I hate it for you. And I have certainly been there, and I had to be very creative when it came to making money for a while there, and. uh for a while I was cleaning people's houses, I was working part-time jobs, I was driving limousines, I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff for a while. I was working at a, you uh, a gentleman's establishment.
2: No you, you, you didn't put that frickin' dress on for a little while. I was thinking I might need to put a frickin' dress on to <laughs> get a job. Maybe that'll help me. That's what Dustin was saying, <laughs> well, the, I, the radio... I, I, The show producer, he was saying, well, maybe she just needs to wear the freakum Dress to her interview. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, because, I I mean, yeah. And I try to be conservative and professional with the blue and the blue and the white and navy and the colors that match. And everything they say, I do. I follow the rules. I read the books. And I, you know, but maybe a freakum Dress will do it. <laughs> Six inch heels. I, I, <laughs> some I'll do it. Just, you You yeah. Just to walk in an interview. Just to walk in an interview with a woman that is like, oh my God. So that would be a setup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Laverne. But anyway,
1: guys, I'm sh- Laverne. Yes. This is Sherelle I have a quick yes. question. Um, okay. How did you How did you find us? I mean, we are an internet radio show and. What made you choose us to come and talk to? I'm just curious cuz I'm we're marketing our radio show and we're trying to make sure that it gets out to to people in the community and I would have no idea that it would have gone way out. Were you in the West Coast? Yes,
2: well what happened is I have I have a I have a friend in North Carolina that listens to your show. Well, oh, actually, she knew your show was coming out and she put me on the very first time it came out, I called you guys week before last because I I woke up last week wanting to listen to the show. Um, and, you know, I did listen to it, but, you know, it was the other show. So, um, mm-hmm. any, yeah. So, um, I got it through referral. Oh, okay. And I have a lot of people out here that, yeah, it's word of mouth. So, I mean, Maybe I need to come to North Carolina.
1: <laughs> You're more than welcome. More than welcome. Yeah, we'd love
2: to have you, <laughs> but good But yeah, you absolutely. Um she she um I don't know who she which one of you guys she knows, but she said there's a show that you need to listen to that's coming on. At 10 o'clock our time, and I said, okay, that's 7 o'clock my time. You won't be up listening to a show at 7 o'clock in the morning. And she's like, you have got to hear these guys. They are awesome. So last week, I realized just how awesome you were, and I'm okay with it. I mean, it's not like I have a job anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I think that will change very soon. Look, it's coming, Laverne.
1: We're we're sending you positive energy.
2: Hey, Laverne. Thank you so much.
1: Laverne, while I yes. have you on the phone, yes. K- Carrie and I were talking about. I I, I have a situation where I have an older sister who it, who's can can be very, uh, uh, I would say, drama queen. Oh, I, I heard about her. You did. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on on yes, that? Yes, I heard about her. What do you know, think? What, do it's you it's think it's I'm it's wrong it's that it's 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 I don't ha- have anything to do with her?
2: I think that you may be avoiding the situation. At least you need to tell her why you don't have anything to do with her so that she's not just thinking she's acting funny and then you're acting funny and it's just two people in the house acting funny. Mm. Does that make sense? Have you ever... Yeah. I mean, because sometimes people don't know why you are frustrated with them or angry with them, and so they feel your energy and then they... Created energy because your energy is that way, and so you got two people walking around and they don't really, you know. I'm mad about something that happened ten years ago. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, how much of the past are you holding on to? That's ridiculous. Now, certain things I know. I mean, I may not be as smart as you guys, but you know, you can't (laughs) hold on to that old stuff because it'll kill you. I mean, I've seen people die from it too.
0: Well, and I I mean, certainly you've spoken to her, haven't you, Sheryl? Yeah, we speak like, hi, like I was. speak well, to Okay, her. so you haven't said to her, you
2: know, I, you haven't tried
0: to work through
2: some of this? Let like let me, no. Oh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And This is what I'm going to leave you with because I have to go to an appointment, and I hope I can get this job today. If your sister <laughs> died today, would you be okay with it? Would you be okay with the way everything was left? Would you be okay with what you said, with what you didn't say, with what, the way you left it the last time you saw her? When you look at her in the casket, right now, she's alive, but I just want you to visualize, are you okay in your spirit with seeing your sister with her eyes shut and there's nothing else you can say? And if you can answer, I'm okay with it, then you keep doing what you're doing. But if you got yep. to reevaluate that. Good question. Hmm. It's fixed. Mm-hmm. It that was that was that was deep, won't it? That was deep. I <laughs> deep. Mean, that was deep That was deep. That was deep for a girl that yeah. got some freakum dresses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I got a freakum dress and a little smart. But so I can't get a <laughs> job yet. But it's all right. It's all right. Hey, good luck on your interview this morning. Good luck,
1: Laverne. Thank please call us and let us know if you got it next week.
2: Okay, I sure will. They, they they may want me to do some things that I'm not willing to do, but we're going to see. That's where that humility and and bringing your ego down, and maybe I'll only be here a couple of days. It's McDonald's. Can I take your order for some burgers and fries, girl? Can I take your order? How you doing? Okay, well, I'll get ready to go, y'all. It's not McDonald's. I'm just kidding. Okay, well,
1: good luck wherever it is. Bye, Ladybug. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye. That was a good Eric, question there, Sherelle. That Cyril. was. That was. And that is a good way to look at it because I I, I, I don't, I never really thought about that. I think we take people for granted that they will always be there. Yep. Uh, but that's not true.
0: Yep. Yep. No, it's not. So I think under those circumstances, maybe it's worth having a conversation with her.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there have probably experienced this, and if so, this is something that is very personal to me, and I wanted Mm -hmm. to share it with all my listeners because um, we do take each other for granted. So love your folks. uh, When they walk out the door, know that they may not come back. I mean, you hope that they do. Uh, So we're going to take a break in a minute here, but... Carrie, you have anything to say about love and forgiving? Mm.
0: Well, I learned that lesson a long time ago, Sherelle. I lost my mother when I was fifteen, and that that showed me that you never know when someone is going to come back or if someone is going to come back. So I sort of live my life with that in the back of my head all the time, and so I've I've made the people in my life, my friends, and my family, and um, you know, most of my friends are have become my family. You're like my sister. You're my my, um, Auntie Sherelle to my son. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the people that I love that are the most important to me, and that's where I put my focus, you know. So I like to think I I try really hard not to take people for granted, and I, I don't think that I do. So, I mean, I think that there's nothing more important on this planet than the people that are around us that we love and have meaning in our lives, so... Well, thank you, Carrie.
1: Thank yeah, you baby. so much. That's our show for today. This has been psyched with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel, pro- produced and broadcast by
2: Zeus Radio Network for Here Women Talk.